Good morning. I'm Seth Goldberg. Syracuse head coach Dino Babers will remain Syracuse head coach for years to come as the university announced last night that the two sides have agreed to a contract extension. Dino 17 and 19 through nearly three full seasons at SU with the bowl game left to play later this month. With a win in the Camping World Bowl later this month, the Orange would reach the 10 win mark for just the seventh time in program history. SU Athletic Director John Wildhack gave some insight into how the contract extension came together last night here on ESPN Radio. Yeah, we've been in, we've been in conversations with yeah with Dino's agent, um, and the first one started right around a month ago, and those conversations were steady. I would describe them as, as very detailed, very professional, and um, thrilled with um, yeah, well, the way, what we announced today. We. We reached verbal agreement. Um, it was literally about 10 minutes before tip-off on Saturday. Wild Hack with Brent Axe on ESPN Radio Syracuse last night. And while declining to give specifics on how long the contract extension is, Wild Hack said it, it will keep Babers here for the long term and that incoming recruits would be playing for Dino Babers. Baseball note, the Mets have signed former closer Jerry's Familia to a three-year deal worth $30 million. The Mets traded Familia away at the trade deadline this past season after after he spent six and a half years with the franchise. I'm Seth Goldberg. The Daniel Baldwin Show starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio Seth doesn't know how to do the point. He doesn't realize I'm waiting for the point. I'm an actor, so you have to say action. And, and that's something that's very interesting to me. I've mentioned this before. But one of the things when I've gone into my career and worked with like bigger directors, I always wonder, I wonder how he's going to call action. Because you have got... Thank you. I should have known better than Seth to just been a, just a straightforward, you know, no, not a lot of pizzazz, not too under action. Do people give pizzazz when they? Oh God, I've had guys who go action, you know, like like scream mm-hmm. it, you know, d- depending on the bigger the scene, or you know, and you should adjust your action cue depending upon what kind of scene it is. I'm full of pizzazz. <laughs> How does Forrest go, do? You do such go a great... ahead. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Daniel. <laughs> I've had directors tell me that. Action. On your ready, you know, or, they, or, or I've had guy go, action, Daniel. <laughs> I'm like, all right, easy. Stay out of my eyeline, Baldwin. I had that happen to me. <laughs> I had that happen to me hard one time. Yeah. It was uh, Brian Dennehy. You know Brian Dennehy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Early in, I was doing, what was that movie? Uh, Silicon Towers and... I, I, I finished my thing when he goes into the next room and he's going to plot against me, whatever the hell it was. And I'm standing waiting because I've got another scene. I walk back into the room. So they're shooting it in parts. And he turns around and he goes, hey, can you get out of my eyeliner? And, and you want to think, did he not know it was me? Like, why is he? No, it doesn't matter. Everyone just loves to rough me up lately. I got roughed up yesterday. No, you didn't. You're, you're, you're roughable. Up you're roughable. I am. The mole is out. Seth is sitting in, operating the board. Seth's a utility man. 
He is. Do you so remember all like, day, I'm, every I'm day? The, I'm the utility infielder. I, I do whatever you need me to do. I, no, I no, play, you're more than the utility infielder. I can play shortstop. I can play first base. I, I can do you remember Bert Campaneras? He played all, all nine positions. All nine positions yeah. in one game. Yeah. All nine in one game. Pitched. Like as a gag? Or? Yes. Oh, was, I, right. think, I think it was like a yeah. charity gag. He raised money doing it. And, oh, it was a real major league game. No, I know. But like yeah. he, he like raised money. and I like that. Campy Campaneras. Sal Bando over at third base, baby. Was but you can you, you can count on Seth. You're saying you can't count on Polly. Well, you know, I realize that if there's personal stuff that you got to go do, I know that you know the media giant that is Galaxy and the great Ed Levine, the, the great one, can sometimes throw a monkey wrench into your day to day operations because of importance. But I think Paulie seeks these things. This is the same kind of thing about you know having to fly and and drive. You know he he does. He likes to be in the car. It's not the phobia about a plane. Mm-hmm. He likes the day or two off before that. He can stretch that thing into four or five days. He loves it. He's, he stretched three days out of Ohio for God's sake. Going, I can walk to Ohio in three days. Did he I tell walk you? There. Did he tell you his next trip? Oh God, God, tell me now. What is it? He's going to Orlando. Oh, now he's going to Orlando. He's going to Orlando. So they got him going to Orlando. I turn around in in loyalty to him <laughs> with, with a mansion to go to and my wife in Orlando. And Nikki 900 shows up. You know who Nikki 900 is? No. Nick Maine. That's his new nickname. Nikki 900. He is now going to the place you were going to go to. <laughs> that I wanted to go to. Yes. And I said no because I thought it was more valuable to sell the show locally and do it. Now he's not coming. Is that from the other job or is that from uh, uh, the great one? No, that's from the other job. They they need, they need couldn't find someone to run it, I guess. I don't know how it works, but he's got to go now and run the game. And so he's going to drive down to Orlando. Yeah, he leaves tomorrow, I think. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's going. He so it's you and me. It's you and me at the hometown pub. Uh, from noon to one, right, Seth? That's the time? Yes. And then, then, and then there's some other like hours of stuff we're doing after that. And then you can go, you know, do whatever. And then you and Seth Everett are doing the pregame show. Oh, I had Dano on the phone from the cat. Mm-hmm. He and I squared up. We figured it out because I'm going to, you know, the cats, that, that, that's our squad. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wildcat. You got to get over the Wildcat and Camillus. And, you know, and Dan and his team over there, here's the story I got. No one even called them. For the bowl game. I don't know if this is something we'd talk about on the air right now. I think <laughs> this is not. Are you uncomfortable with it? Well, this is not arable. Yeah, we let's move on past that. You don't wow. want to get. You don't want to start kicking up those. Oh wow, I'm going to have them in here and do I, a whole show. I rarely shoot you down, but this is one. It's <laughs> all right. You're entitled. You're this entitled to have your opinion. But I'm going. I'm to... going to have Dan and the Wildcat come in here. We're going to cut. We're going to cut people to pieces. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my payback. That's how. That's how, and and by the way, they signed on for another three months yesterday. I like it. Of course, that's your boy. That's your boy. <laughs> You're you are uncomfortable talking about something. I listen. There's certain things in the business that, well, that that's have to, strong. You know. that's strong. Well, I listen. think that uh, the fact that the mole is in the building, and is notice he hasn't said a word. You're not going to say a word. <laughs> You're watching. You're at your watch already. We're not through segment one. Well, I gotta get out of here, guys. <laughs> we're five minutes into the show. And you're just like, oh, oh, boy, listen, what have I done? Listen, and if you go, mm-hmm. you leave it all to me. Because oh, he's what? saying nothing. And then, and then what's what? gonna happen? And then what's gonna, gonna keep me in check? No, I, I will. When the days Paul is on here, we need I'll someone. Hit, look, I'll just hit the button, send you to break. Yeah. You won't even realize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I won't even know. I think I'm talking. Listen. I like that. Yeah. I wonder how long but that would go I on. Had a, I had a director. You just switch over to the syndicate and let Daniel keep talking. We were with the. Uh, uh, gosh, I can't think of his name. He was kind of a known actor, much older at the time. And 
it, this we were shooting this movie on film, so it was it was like in the late eighties. We're still using more film than we were digital, and he he just couldn't get his like twelve lines in this one scene right, mm-hmm. you know. And they mm-hmm. they put up cue cards for him. He was struggling, and um, it was late in the day, so he got enough. The director felt that he could piece it together off my reactions right, right. and stuff I ad libbed to try to get him to know his line. Um, and then and then he goes, "Can I? Do, I just want to do one more until I get it right." And they said, "Okay, action." And he he could tell from the sound because he was right near the camera that the camera wasn't running. Oh no! And then he just said, "Just just make him happy, do it, but but don't waste the film on it because you you know you have a, a a shoot to print ratio when you're shooting on right, film, right, right, right. You know, so he didn't want to keep wasting the film, and the guy ca- caught him. <gasps> it was ter- it was terrifying. I was having Canada. What did the guys do? He freaked out. He was upset. He was really upset. <laughs> you know, the director really punked him. <laughs> so you would be upset if we just hit a break and you had no idea? or I think if you told me, it would probably be a better option for your life expectancy. Yeah, right, yeah. It'd be best, um, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, Josh came right out and said, yeah, we shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> now, of course, that's in Josh's opinion. Yeah. I'll probably do a tirade on Twitter later. No, it's yeah, your um, show. You do, you do what you I, want. Oh, see, I like you back. I can, I can only you're give back, advice. You're backpedal. No, I definitely shut you down. I'll take all the credit for that. You yeah. did. Yeah. You did. You shut me down. But but you know what? Because, I did it in a bro way. Because you're a learned colleague, Yeah. I took that advice right Thank now. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll be talking as soon as we go to the break. Um, What's that, mother? Okay, I'll be yes, right out. Yes, yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I, I'll show him I wouldn't even harm a fly. Mm. Norman! Um, Dino Baber signs an extension, uh, uh, and, and I think I tweeted... Um, this morning, when I when I heard the news, uh, I tweeted out: Is the signing, uh, the, the hiring of John Wildhack, one of the most significant things in Syracuse University sports history? And I'm going to explain why. And I asked the question, and I'll explain why I think so. Um, now I realize that he did not hire Dino Babers. But the fact that he swiftly saw, as we talked about on this show many times, the need, and we talked with John on this show um, um, multiple times, about how important it is now, particularly if they go on another nine-game run next year and and the right jobs open up, they're going to come hunting for him. And, you know, in Dino's defense, when I continued to say that there's the possibility that he would move on, remember, there's other coaches with losing records in the ACC at Louisville making $6 million a year. I mean, so he's looking at his 57-year-old life expectancy in coaching, and he's thinking to myself, hey, I'd like to make three times as much money or two and a half times as much money as I make here at Syracuse. Or... Do you turn around and lock this guy down for, I think he had three left on his on his current contract. So with three left, I'm sure this has got to be like a six-year-plus deal. So if they if they did that and they were smart and they doubled up at least, we do know that now that we have him locked in, he has the time to make this a consistently, you know, bowl game um, team uh, and program here and get us back into a uh, – a consistent limelight in college football. Um, hats off to John for seeing that. I think one of the other issues um, that I don't know, I, I understand with Brent, um, he's not going to give out details. Obviously, that's a, a personal thing. You have to wait literally. Um, Seth and I were talking before we started the show. And when you look at information that's available about Dino's former contract that he received in his first year $2.4 million in compensation according to the filing of his of his of his taxes. 
Um, I think one of the other things that have, has come up about this is what is the money that's going to be made available to keep assistant coaches as you build the program? And is that going to be because I, I don't believe traditionally that has been the case here. Right, so, something that's very that, that means a lot to Dino too. I mean, he passed on jobs because they wouldn't take his assistance. Well, and that's just as big for for a lot of coaches. I mean, there there are probably coaches, and you could probably go through Syracuse history and, and how things would change if if certain coaches were allowed to hire certain assistants, but mm-hmm. they they just don't have the budget for it. I mean, when you look at other um, you know other contract extensions that are announced around the country, uh, they all say, yeah, we we gave our our head coach a bump, but like it also includes you know increased. Uh, staff assistant pool and, and whatever el- other terms they want to use. Typically, that's a big part of all these extensions. So I would imagine that's a pretty big part of this one. I think, uh, you know, we, we mentioned to John uh, Wildhack um, the concern over that in the past and, and how do we make, make it so that we can keep this staff intact. Now, granted, with success comes particularly – uh, coordinators that fall off the radar because they they want to become head coaches themselves and you can't blame them for doing that for their families and and for their careers. So you almost have to assume that if we do you know ten wins this year and nine and nine after that, someone's going. You know, what I mean, you, you, someone's going for sure. Well, they've already had one. They've already lost one offensive coordinator to go be a head coach That's prior right. to this season. That's so, right. Yeah, it already started. <clears throat> Here's something I like to talk about. <clears throat> And ask you, Seth. So let's just say, and we're, I mean, this is strictly hypothetical, that the amount of money has obviously increased. Um, one thing I don't know uh, is, and I can only relate it to a, a television deal because it's usually TV deals are several years. Um, after you qualify for syndication in season four, it is traditional in television that the producers of the show and the network calls you and says, hey, we're going to up your pay, even though you've got a seven-year deal, in good faith because they're going to make a lot more money when you qualify for syndication. So with that said, does this extension, do you think, include this next coming year like he got a bump already, or is it just he's got bumps after this? Because I would think they have to pay him more based on this year. I would think that if I'm his agent, I'm saying two point, I think there was some speculation that it was 2.4 in the first year, 2.5, 6, 7, whatever it is. You know, I would think now he has to jump next year to three point or whatever it is. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's a good question. I I would imagine that you do. I I would imagine that it kicks in right away. Right. um, And that it's, it's labeled an extension, but that these are kind of like, let's tear up the old one and right, write a new right, one. Right. Um, I would think that's kind of what you're getting at here. Like, I, I would imagine that that's the case in, in, in most of these contract extension scenarios. You know, if you're, if you're extending your coach, you like the job he's doing, you want to reward him. So and the, you want that to kick in right away and not two years down the road. Well, here's where I'm going with it. So, so the difference between doing a TV series and making one of these deals uh, and and, it, and it's, this is um, pretty much in athletics, there is still always the possibility that the head coach is going to take the Florida job. But then Florida has to buy out the contract, correct? They have to pay Syracuse. Right. Well, that doesn't happen in TV. They're going to tell you no 
get to work. Mm-hmm. You're not going anywhere. But if NYPD Blue calls while you're doing homicide, right. and ABC says, boy, we'd really like to have Josh Grossvend on mm-hmm. our show, we're going we're gonna, to... They can't make a deal with the network because you don't have to do anything. It's, so it's, what are you saying? Are you saying because the contract is so high, it's unlikely that it gets bought out? or Well, well no. I, I think it's... Whatever. I think the intent when you make an extension on the deal and both parties agree is that Dino has now committed to staying here and everyone's happy. But once again... If the Miami job opened up, if the you know some big Ohio State or whatever, and they came to his door, especially a school that's got a what if Alabama opened up? Right. What if Nick Saban says in three years, right. in the middle of this new thing with him, and they and Dino's gone ten, ten, and ten, right? And they're looking to replace him, right? And Alabama, you know, Alabama makes enough money on selling their sodas to buy Dino Babers, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, right. So, you've got to be you've got to be realistic in this regard. The buyout could be huge. The buyout could be monumental. The buyout could be the rest of the contract extension, which could be. Uh, who knows how much money it's? Right. It's you know uh, who knows seventy five million. Right, it could be. It could <laughs> yeah. be like right. in theory. Right, and there's going to be some school out there that can rally their boosters and say, "Hey, get me seventy five million so that we can get this right. coach." Right. Like, like that's the that's the weird reality of this is that there are crazy people who are who are really rich fans of all these schools. Which brings me right back them. to my point. When we sat with Paulie. And mm-hmm. when we sat with you, and I don't believe Seth, actually Seth might have been involved one time in this conversation, and that is, would he go to another university? Would he? Well, no. Why would he go to that? Or no? Why would he go to this one? Well, there's two reasons why you go because they're legendary and they have that kind of recruiting power. Listen, being the coach even in a bad year at Florida State, they're Florida State. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pool down there and being able to attract kids to go to school there. So really. The extension means nothing in some ways because he would only leave Syracuse for that last place now. You know right. I mean? he's, means- he's in the D1 top 20 now. Right. He's broken the ice. He could end up with a win in this game and the right teams losing in the top 10 at the end of the season easily. Yeah, I mean, it, look. In one regard, it means everything, right? Because he's right. because he's committing right. and and he's and he's committing absolutely. to staying here and, and all absolutely. that. And in one regard, it means nothing, it means as you said, nothing, because actually. because there are crazy rich people. Right. Who right. Will Listen, Urban Meyer's do done. Right. Urban Meyer's done. You could sign this thing right now, and I got to tell you, if I'm a coach, and they ask me to coach Penn State, Ohio State, USC, Florida State, Miami, even Florida. Texas, Alabama, I'm going. I'm going for any of there's those certain eight. jobs. Yeah, there's certain jobs. Do you, just did, going. Would, so, would he stay, would another ACC school take a current ACC coach? Probably not. Right. There, would, so a Florida State might be out, and but for, the and, other ones you named. And like realistically. And, why would, and, a, hang on, I, would, I need to understand that. Why would a why would Florida State be in the ACC be even a factor in taking a Syracuse coach? Well, I, I was going to say, typically Power 5 schools don't take other Power 5 coaches. Like, like the amount of times that's happened over the last five, ten years is so minuscule that it's it's really not even worth worrying about. Like it, it, it just it very rarely happens where a a power five school hires another uh, sitting power five coach. Like it, it just it doesn't happen rare. It doesn't happen often. Watch out for Miami. Listen, I'm optimistic. Here, here we are talking about contract <laughs> right. extensions, That's and we're right. like, "Well, where's B- where Baber going to go?" Still, we're still having this conversation. Well, no, no, no. I, listen, I don't believe. I believe that this shows that. that it, but I was, I was processing all of it, and I was writing down different things, and I thought to myself, "You know what? For about eight or nine, maybe, maybe up to ten teams, it doesn't matter where you are, unless you're 
65 or older, mm-hmm. and you have, you know, like Nick Saban's not ever going to another school. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, I don't believe Dabo Sweeney is going to another school. Right. I don't believe so on and so forth. But, but you know what? If you're coming from this program and you go, and there is one more echelon to go to. One of those, the, the, I was listening to Golica Wingo this morning, and we'll go to break in just a second. And on Golica Wingo, they talked about, um, uh, uh, why would a why would a coach go so so? In other words, would you if they go three more years in a row undefeated at UCF, would you go from a program like Syracuse to UCF? No, you wouldn't go to go to UCF. But they talked about if they go to eight teams in the playoff and how many mm-hmm. teams would be the right number. And they said, okay, so now you're just guaranteeing Alabama's in the playoff every year for the next two decades. You know, and that's a fact if right. you go to eight teams because they're that they're at that other echelon. That Syracuse isn't that yet. Now, could Dino take us to the echelon? Could we be a top six team? Absolutely, that's possible. It's possible to be. Well, I don't know if we can do it consistently, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Let's go to break. We'll be right back with more. I'm so excited. It's time for. Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you hey, now. Me? Daniel Baldwin show. Welcome back. Josh, Josh, what do you got over there? So what is brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. Watch all the NFL action and SU sports on their big screen TVs. Voted best sports pub by the 2018 Syracuse New Times readers. Why are you bringing Wildcat up again? Wildcat Sports Pub. <laughs> Wildcat. Why are you bringing Wildcat up again? Right now, we love Wildcat. All We love, Ooh, love Wildcat every day. Uh, Brent Axe just tweeted this out, so if you want to see it, you can go to his Twitter account. But they just uh, released USA Today's staff picks. They pick all the bowl games, and yeah. across the entire board, no one on the USA Today sports uh, department picked Syracuse to win the Camping World Bowl. They all picked West Virginia. They all picked Even West Virginia without, without their quarterback. Career. What's the spread? I don't know the spread yet. I haven't oh. seen that yet, but the, none of them picked the sp- Syracuse. The spread has dropped considerably. From so it, it, opened, dropped it opened at about seven, and I think it's down to about a uh, point and a half. Mm-hmm. In West Virginia's favor, it's dropped considerably. I'm surprised that nobody picked Syracuse. Am I like, dumb to think that Syracuse could win this game? No. Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> we talked about this a lot right away, but a big thing with ball games is is simply who cares. Yeah. And it, co- it doesn't seem like West Virginia really cares about this. Yeah, they this. don't. Their fans don't care. The, the team, obviously, they're worried about the NFL now. And well, I think here, Syracuse here, here, wants here, to win it. They want to get 10 wins. There's a couple of things that are make me nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm looking for the opening line on the game because that, that's according to what I'm being told by Seth, the line has dropped. Syracuse football opened as a seven-point underdog against West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl. So they opened at seven. So what is the current line now? Does anyone have that? I had, I had seen after the Will Greer news that it was a, around one and a half. Yeah, West it's Virginia. one and a half. West Virginia, one and a half. Okay. So that means it's moved five and a half points swaying to Syracuse, which means a, a disproportionate amount of a- The line moves based on the action in Vegas. So everyone in their brother is betting on Syracuse then, mm-hmm. even though no one at USA Today. The thing that makes me nervous about that is that people usually lose so right. that's why that's why these people are in business. Right. So when that many people, I usually when I see action move that much, I get away from the game. I don't want to bet it. 
because I don't want to go against everybody and thinking that somebody knows something I don't know or I'm missing. But at the same time, man, when everyone goes one way, you can usually bet the other way and win more than not because people lose more than they win. That That's makes me Vegas very nervous. Yes. Vegas, Vegas keeps building these yeah. things. They, you know, you know, and they're not building it with my money. I no. promise you they're not. So not a so what, but, uh, um, you know, again, you can also say this. Everyone, this is the whole reason why the Levitard show does Celebrity Prognosticator. Because they, they watch Colin Coward pick mm-hmm. for Fox, and they go, any idiot can pick and beat him. Yeah. You know, and not because he's bad, yeah. but just because it's a crapshoot. Yeah. It really is. You know, to decide whether a team is going to win by 19 points or some nonsense. You know, it, it, and sometimes... The line is pretty close to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, it, it does happen to fall pretty closely. So there are trends and things to be able to, but you cannot de- determine when a guy's going to fumble a punt with four minutes left in the game to change the outcome yeah. of the game. You can't, you can't really determine that. For the first time ever, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced that Las Vegas will host the 2020 NFL Draft. Oh yeah, let's do it. Wow, that's great. I'm so excited for this. I really? Why? Great. I might go to this that. This is going to be funny. It's like, going to be, yeah. The, the NFL has tried to do this thing for years where they pretend that gambling has had no effect on them. <laughs> right. Like, like yeah. the NFL right, has tried right. to do this thing where they're like, gambling? What's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. We Point don't spreads? Right. We don't know. And the the fact of the matter is, like, yeah, that's that's why it's as popular as it is. Yeah, and they're so leaning now, right into now it. Now they're just going right. They're yeah. putting a team there. They're putting the draft there. They're just right well, into it. I never thought, I remember... The years that UNLV under Tarkanian were really, really good, you know, and we and they and there were murmurings about the Final Four and you know, going into the tournament. The access, the, the the point when I was a kid, and I was involved. I was a prognosticator for a living before I got into acting, and 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 I got to say that you know the 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 old Boston College basketball scandal that occurred with them got guys fixing games, and it's happened before, and it's happened many more times than we know. But the idea, particularly when you're favored by 22 points and you're a point guard on a college basketball team and you're playing for Bozo State University and you're playing somebody who you know you're going to kill, that guy can trim six points off a game so easily. Six points is a couple. Throw the ball away, you know, phone in on defense, foul a guy intentionally, you know, make a bad play and he goes to the line. You know, so there's lots of things that can be done. The point was if they're in Vegas – where they're going to have that kind of money and you have a team that's there. The the no-no in pro sports was, would that temptation be so great? Think about something. If you could take a guy who's even a backup, this is the eight-men-out scandal. If you could take a guy who could determine, Nick Foles, perfect example, a guy who's a backup quarterback, doesn't, and you have him in your pocket because you're paying him and say, by the way, if you do get in, here's what we'd like you to do. And he throws one bad pass. One bad pass as they're driving down, they're up by seven, the game's locked up, and he, or he fumbles. You know what I mean? I mean you know, or if you got a referee who could th- – here goes the guy, he's running down the sideline. Well, that, that happened with the NBA ref, right? Right. He was, ga- was, he, he was gambling He was games. gambling. He was Pete he wasn't, he wasn't fixing it, right. but he was gambling Well, we don't games. know that. Well, but, 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 he, right, he was picking sides in these games, so he might have been. Mm-hmm. But the allure of having a $90,000 SUV show up in your driveway, you know, the allure of having a you – know, you're talking about guys who could – I know guys who could walk in and bet millions of dollars on mm-hmm. a, on one game. Mm-hmm. So if you get 10 guys that can bet $5 million, you're talking about $50 million. Is locking that game up not worth a million between each one of them? For $100,000 each? Yeah. To, of course it is. So the whole point of it was having a pro franchise in Las Vegas where gambling is legal was kind of an oxymoron. It didn't make any sense. Now we've got a hockey team there. 
And now we've got to ha- we're going to have a football team there. The notorious Raiders are going to be there too, and we're going to have gambling legalized in in a bunch of other states, which, which which also changes the equation. Right, right. You know, and 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 that's funny. You should say that because I've already contacted friends of mine at a couple of the casinos and said, "Are you guys not ready for this? I mean, how are you not? How have you not done the build out already? I mean, this is going to be bigger in some ways up here. Oh yeah, people like be to bet on their games to be able to go in and sit and watch. You know." Oh, my God. The New Jersey Devils built a sports bar in their arena with the full intent of turning it into a sports book. Like, the New Jersey Devils are planning on having a sports book <laughs> wow. with windows That's where you can place your bet as soon as that is allowed by the NHL. It's like horse betting. Like it, it, right now the it's, action. Yeah, what, right what? now it's just a bar, but yeah. eventually you're going to be able to place your bet there. Well, catch me what I wanted to do. So I approach him and I turn around and I say, let's have a small, this size studio with a big glass thing with mm-hmm. speakers that go out. And let's have our show right in the sports book. Sure. Let's That'd do our show from the sports book. Like what uh, Brent Musburger does. Exactly. Exactly. Let's do that. I'm working on it right now. Well, speaking of the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, uh, owner Mark Davis made some comments yesterday on what are the options, because obviously we talked yesterday that, that they're not going to be playing what they're playing right now. He says the lo- the location needs uh, it does not need to have turf. He does not like turf. He wants grass and gravel, much like the Coliseum they have right now. A couple of the options that he's been looking at Rose are Bowl. San Diego, um, Berkeley, and one that's not off the table but he doesn't love it is San Antonio. I don't know where they play in San Antonio, but... The Alamo Dome? Maybe, yeah. Probably. Yeah, you know what? The Alamo Dome, they could do it. They can't do it on the basketball court. Um, but the Alamo Dome, they could play football in. You're right. Yeah. But also, you know, I wonder, I still think that if you took cities that don't have and you rotated them, have them play all their home games. <laughs> like I, like I no, said, that would be a great idea. But, have them play. Have them play one week in St. Louis. Have them exactly. play one week in that, San Diego. But one week in San Antonio. The yeah. problem is traveling them from Oakland. Are they going back to Oakland to practice exactly. all week? Are they incurring the cost? But I'll tell you where the most money is. If they if they're smart, they play all their games down in Mexico City, and we do that Mexico game yep. because there are. I don't know, 8 trillion people in Mexico City. I mean, it's like some ungodly amount of people that live. It's the largest city in all of North America. And they would sell out every day. All they'd have to do is, oh, so throw a million down there and have them fix that field up. You know what I mean? They, right. They, haven't, they, they have a, a, a grass field down there. They would kill it. And it's not that far from Oakland. Right. I mean, they're going to play one game there. They're, they're already, they should play the whole season they're, there. They're already on the list of teams to play international games because the, uh, the league knew they didn't have a stadium. Right. So they were like, well, we'll get you out of the country yeah. for a week. Well, the we Chargers one, yeah. and any of the teams, uh, not so much in Texas, that border, not so much in Arizona, but the, for sure the Chargers, L.A., and Oakland have by far the most, the most Hispanic following, for sure, because mm-hmm. they're in California. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Latin men and women that are in California, so... I think that's a natural fit. If I'm Davis, I'm going to Mexico and signing a big deal. There's a back and forth happening right now between Golden State guard Steph Curry and NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know if you're aware of it. Shaquille O'Neal made a statement earlier this week that said, uh, to summarize, his 2000-2001 Lakers were a better team than the current Warriors, and they could beat them. Uh, Steph Curry replied yesterday by saying he's dead wrong. They would not have beat us. It's a a, a so what. It's it's like, all right, guys. It is. yeah, it's, it's, it's it's it's, it's uh, who's better, you know this ridiculous thing about LeBron. But you're never going to know. Yeah. But I got to say, um, 
Steph Curry is is one of the most proficient, prolific three point shooters. If they had to play by the rules that they play back when and during that time, he would not score thirty points a game. No, and, and, and no one can guard Shaq. Well, that's him. what I was going to say. No one can guard Shaq. That's what I was going to say. Shaq nobody, would have 40 points again. There's nobody on this Warriors team that would come close <laughs> to being able to guard Shaquille O'Neal. you snap them before in you half. To, Before you go to break, let me just tell you the, the most impressive thing I heard from anyone when it comes to this argument, and it came from Michael Jordan, who said, late in his career, he was with Washington, we were out to dinner, and he said, let me ask you something. Am I one of the 10 best guards in the league right now? And I went, you know, and I, you at, kind of, at forty. So, 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 mm-hmm. so I turn around. Numbers wise, he was like number nine. He was still scoring twenty one points right. a game, doing turnaround fadeaways. You know, with Washington, defense wasn't. But, but he's Michael, and actually, he was statistically still like number nine or ten. And I said, well, you know, Mike, you're the greatest of all time. But he goes, no, no, no. Just, just, just hear me out. How many guys can score more points than me right now? How many guys can? And I said. There's a few, Mike. He goes, yeah, I agree. I'm not arguing that. He said, how many guys can cover Shaquille O'Neal or stop him right now? And I went, he went, you're damn right. No one can. No one can stop him. It wouldn't have mattered if it was Chamberlain. It wouldn't matter. That guy, if he wanted to get to the basket, the saddest thing about his career was he was never a fundamentally sound foul shooter. So when they went to Hack-A-Shack and they did the things that, but Shaquille O'Neal was an oddity of all time. And he said, he goes, if I'm starting a team around one guy, when they first came in this league, he goes, I'm taking Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. That's from Michael Jordan. Wow. That's a pretty high compliment. So what brought you by Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus? All the games, all the SU action. Wildcat Sports Pub. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Who's doing the other drawing? Are we back? Yeah, we're We're back. back. I, I pointed. You didn't notice. Forrest. Forrest, where are you? This is appropriate. It, it takes two to get the drawings right. It does right. take it does. two. It takes two to tango, man. <laughs> Forrest, where you at? Forrest, where's the other drawing? He's jumping wow. on it right now. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Chargers in Kansas City. It's a big game. It's a huge game. I heard a statistic on Golik and Wingo this morning that said... That there hasn't, I think, like only three times in the history of Thursday and Monday Night Football, two 10-win teams are facing each other. That this is like such a rarity that you'd have two teams. Now, these are arch rivals. I mean, they hate each other. They played in the same division in the AFC for a long, long time. They hate each other. There was a great line from uh, um, Paul Horning, and he was talking about Dick Butkus. And he said, when he hit you... He hit you like he hated you from his old neighborhood. <laughs> that's a hit. That's a hit when you take that kind of that's the kind of game this is, uh, traditionally speaking. Um, interesting thing to consider about the game, both teams starting running backs will not be on the field. That's a big part. Um so what I think you're gonna see here is an old fashioned shootout. I mean, this could light it up throwing the ball. Uh, occasionally sprinkling in a run, but it won't be a lot. Be a lot of back swinging out of the backfield, that kind of stuff. Um, this could be a hundred point game. What's the spread on this game, Neil? Minus three and a half. Three and a half KC at home. Wow. Kansas City minus three and a half at home. 
You're excited about this game now. I am. Now I, didn't, you know I, I didn't know that this was the game tonight. I had no idea. I came in and and I and I saw the the whiteboard blank and I said, "Who's who's playing tonight? What drawings are we getting?" And you you said Chargers Chiefs and I said, "Oh, that's a good game. I'm I'm ready to go watch this." Yeah, I'm ready to watch yeah. this game. I think that justice uh, for the game would be a 15-12 final. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twelve twelve with going into overtime. Right. Now I think this is going to be. I'd be shocked. If this isn't a forty thirty five, you know, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be seventy five points. I'm sure it's going to be a big one. Yeah, it's going to be big. Yeah. Making our picks now, and I'm sure I'm sure the Chargers kind of want to give it to the Chiefs, right? I mean, they they're having this great year. <laughs> Can, <laughs> that, hey, looks fa- like a, that looks like a fish. Yeah, for, Forrest and Nick, come come back in here. <laughs> come back in here. Oh my goodness, Forrest! I don't and know Nick which one of those here. is worse. I think the Chiefs one is worse. I love it. It looks like if you're watching on Facebook. And where's Caps? It looks like a. It, it looks like a fish and a right. bad get, get, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, right. get, get two chairs there. Yeah, right. It's right, a right. bad we're, we're Sonic the Hedgehog. We're on the mall. You're on day five, by the way. Yeah. This could we be hit considered. The over. Can I tear? The, can <laughs> I tear him up for that? No. 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 That's, you that's, can't. That's so wait. So am so, I putting their mic up or yeah? Put their mic up. Put their mic up. Why are you like trying to get us back to zero? Because Daniel had the under. Do not want pizza. Who's that's buying pizza? Matt Park. Pizza. If, oh, if yeah, we get yeah, to yeah. seven, that's the main goal. Is getting yeah, pizza, look at, not getting back Look at on the how air. low the bar has been dropped. Caps came in here. He he was firing on all cylinders, looking for domination. Look at pretty much. I think you know you you're that you're that receiver that's getting the ball over the middle, and you're just hearing footsteps right now. You know, Caps is is the hustling linebacker, the youngster, the rookie out of uh, TSU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Caps the lightning bolt? No effort at all. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's not even, it's not even the right color. It's that not even the right color. Perfect. It's gold it's in the middle. It's not even the no, right color. Exactly. If we had a yellow, that would have been yeah. the perfectly Whose strong. fault is it we don't have a yellow? After I've said to you how many times now when you did the Rams, you got to get a yellow. Why would we need a yellow for the Rams? Because they have yellow. In, have you not seen a Rams logo? They've Do you want to go yellow. look at the Rams? Want to pull the Rams? No, I know, I know we need to yell. I know. No, we need you forgot yell. just now, and now you're backtracking and covered it. No, I know. You we... just asked me why we need a yellow for the Rams. No, but I know we need we need a yellow marker. Yes, I, but get, you didn't realize the Rams had yellow in them a second ago. So, we have uh, we have word. Which, from by our... the way, they do. We have word from one of our Facebook listener uh, viewers. Me. By the way, tell me. Uh, they say the Kansas City drawing is by far the worst. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Neil hey, takes thanks. that as a badge of honor. Hey, thanks, guys. I'm not sure if that's like a um um one of those razor, you know, when you when you ride the, the, the razor scooters? scooter, and that's you know the the funky helmets they give you for them. They have like the pointy stuff. I think it's a. Go, I think I'm it's a sure Sonic the Hedgehog. Is. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It I think does. it's a Sonic the Hedgehog. No, no caps. No effort at all. Nothing. I honestly do still think it was perfectly <laughs> He's going down with the ship. He, he doesn't care. Saying, He's sticking on this. He really, I, if, you look, if you look at like the logo, as you look at that, it's actually perfectly drawn. <laughs> if, uh, okay. Not only it, it, saying it's, it's good not, enough. He's saying it's perfect. perfect. It's really. It's perfect. really. Can someone pull up? I've got it up here. Can someone pull it up? That is perfect. Do you see the yellow in it? <laughs> Again, we don't have a yellow marker. <laughs> and it's not perfect. <laughs> It's squared at the end of it. You know what I like about Nicky Kneecaps over over Forrest? He's got a confidence about yeah, him. Doesn't he? Doesn't He's he? got a swagger about him. He doesn't care that you're telling him that looks bad. I come That's in, perfect. I come in every well, day. I I come in, out of me. Yeah, you shut up. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I come in every day, and Caps is here on time. Yep. 
captures in the same. He's hunched over with his phone, <laughs> checking out, you know, yeah. uh, t- 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 Tinder or whatever the hell he's on over there. He's Tindering. Forrest, does your mom know again that you're back on Tinder? <laughs> she does Never now. was. <laughs> oh, Forrest, you had a profile. No, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh, my God. And, and the lies, they come out like serpents. Okay, yeah. well. These suck, but that's what the beauty of it. That <laughs> that's I, I swear there's going to be a time at the end of the season where I am going to turn these into a book, a, a like a coffee book that you can have. We've got of, them all. Yeah, we got them all. We got them all saved. It's on the I will produce it. I'll have them made. I'll give them out to everybody. Caps, I'm looking for great things from you, man. I'm looking for great things. So, so you, he so, thinks he's doing great things. I, 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 listen, listen, I'm not saying I do much better, but those are not. I yeah. can't draw at all, but no. I'm going to put it. But you did that in six seconds, by the way. I mean, you, you, I've seen people ride bulls in competition and win national titles longer than it took you to do that damn drawing. Okay? He did. He walked so in on a commercial and went, "There you go, whatever." He really did, and he, uh, and he did it perfectly. By the way, by the way, thank you. And the perfect. way I did it was perfect. It was everything about right. it perfect. So, so the other thing I just want to give. You before you go. First of all, let's get let's get your picks. Three and a half tonight. Kansas City's laying three and a half at home against the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. Chargers plus three and a half. Kansas City. Kansas City minus three and a half. Kansas City. Kansas City. Mole has to throw his. He I'm gonna, picked the Chiefs. I texted him. He picked the Chiefs. He picked the Chiefs. I am team, also going to take Kansas City by seven. Um, home team always they're, wins. They're going to beat them. They're home undefeated always, at home. They always home team always wins on Thursday night. No, there you okay. go. I got Rivers in fantasy, so I'm hoping they win. Nobody cares about just, your fantasy. Yeah, okay. yeah nobody cares. So, so, always, so here's always the other pick thing. the opposite of Neil. You are both producers of the show. You you can actually come in with ideas of things that you want to or or stuff you want to discuss or develop something. It doesn't have to. It can be your own thing. It can be you know whatever you want. So I know that we're going to start collecting uh, the text messages and the emails. Um, Will we see any of that from you guys by tomorrow? I gave you text. Yes, I. Re- oh my god. Yeah. Someone help me, please. Oh, let's go to break. Let's go to break. I- this is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> hey now. What do you got going for New Year's? Really quick. We got about 30, 40 seconds. Uh, New Year's, probably nothing. Sitting around the house. You are? Yeah. You're, watching, you're not going to watch the ball fall? You're going to watch your asleep. balls fall? <laughs> Look, Josh, Josh is up at 4 o'clock in the morning every morning. Yeah, I'll be so asleep he's gonna be by So that. am I. Yeah? You'll be, you're going to make it till midnight? Oh, yeah. I'll take a cat nap. All right. There you go. Oh, kidding me? Yeah. There's I, a difference, though. Josh has to be up at 4. You don't have to be, right? You could sleep if you wanted to. I, I, if I could, I would. I can't. I get too busy. Then I have a couple of coffees. Then I'm running around doing projects. I was cutting doors with a saw. At five fifteen this morning, five fifteen this morning. What's going on in that house? What are you doing? St- oh my god, it's it's like a death chamber in there. You, a lot going you haven't on. even come over yet. I know I haven't. It's terrible. <laughs> it really is. It is terrible. Really, what do you think about? <laughs> Should I have a party with the boys? New Year's Eve. I, you know, I'm not thinking New Year's Eve because I'm thinking you're probably all. But maybe just one. Well, you know, we do a early afternoon on the way home, or bring your family over, or sure. whatever. Just do, just do a. Steaks, do some steaks. Oh, yeah. See how it goes. Seth, you coming? If, if Am I invited? Of course you're oh, invited. Okay. Sure. Jesus. If Seth's there, I'm not available. <laughs> oh, Paul right. is probably not available either. <laughs> yeah, you Paul's got a big meeting. So, he's got. He'll be, he'll be driving back from Orlando, evidently. Yeah. How the, you know what? I'm I'm pissed about that. I can't stop seeing my wife who's down in Florida. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't seen my wife in weeks. <laughs> 
in the mansion, turn Holly. the lights down, put the candles on, throw the little outfit on. Oh, gone. Why? Because of the mole. We'll see you tomorrow.